podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Dating me is a bit like a Christmas cracker. Shit jokes, decent bang, you get a little hat. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Merry Christmas, Nate. Christmas, everyone. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, wow. I was hoping it was going to be Christmas-themed. Absolutely. Uh, I couldn't not have a Christmas-themed joke. So you will get a bonus point for that. And I was quite impressed by Medlin's reaction as well. So oh, that's very good. After yeah. get Medlin's I think Medlin's reaction has actually become the kind of barometer of if it's good or not. So, no, no, well, not. Uh, hang on. No, but I mean, <laughs> but, but Lawrence, you just, you, you're, you know, you, you chuckle at a lot of things, which I like, because I do the same. <laughs> Me and you laugh at Medland, it takes us a lot to crack Medland. That's true. That is true. Which is why it's going to be a high score today, Nate. Oh. It's going to be a high score. And I think this is going to be the final score before we move to decimal places. Yes. Well, yeah. Ooh. 2022. This suggests that you wanted to give it a decimal place. I did. I did. Uh, it's going to be a nine, Nate. A nine. Another nine. Nice. Okay. I'll oh, another it. nine. See, it's become too easy for you to get. Give nine, this a nine point five. This can kick off the decimal places. <laughs> no, no, this should be the final nine, and then it gives us content for January to work out all the nines and and go oh, through. Yeah. It. Yes. <laughs> yeah. One final nine. Ever. No more nines ever. And then my first joke next year, you'll be like, "That's probably a nine. <laughs> <laughs> Not a nine point five. One. Better than eight point five. Excellent oh. work. I like it. I also like that the judgment came. From a man wearing an elf costume. Yeah, no one can see uh, that, but it, it, it. I wish they could. Oh, I've screenshotted it. Don't worry. It's got his elf <laughs> ears on. It's got his elf top on. Um, Ben Hunt is going to be delighted with you. Basically, it's sensational. Yeah, because they started a couple of years ago, didn't it? Preseason testing. Yes, but for reasons right. I can't remember why. Um, Ben Hunt. I think what you're wearing now. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. He found me on Facebook, didn't he? he found me on Facebook and then created a, a photoshopped version of me as an elf. <laughs> it was excellent. Did, was it a photoshopped version? Well, he yeah, because then he created a he created a gif or maybe he made a gif of some sort. Um, I thought it was that you actually had a photo of you in an elf outfit. No, no, no. That he... was that was that did exist. And then uh, I'm going to see if I can try and find it. That did exist. And then he during testing he created a he created a gif. Ah, well, strong. Very strong work. At least he did something. Never does any work. Anyway, shall we? Welcome to the Paddock, a podcast featuring stories following Formula One around the world. I'm Lawrence Bretta, senior writer at F1.com. And I'm Chris Medland, F1 correspondent at Racer. And I'm Nate Saunders from ESPN. Wow. Merry I Christmas, I think I'm losing my voice. I think that's, I went quite high when I did that. Ooh, didn't I? You did. It was all yeah. the jingling <clears throat> in the background. Well, I mean... <laughs> it's all the Christmas caroling I've been doing. Obviously. Yeah. What if you I mean, were a Christmas caroler, Lawrence? What would your go-to song be when they open the door? Um, just it's very standard, wish you a Merry Christmas. Oh, nice. Oh no, Medlin's disappointed. I'm my favourite song of all time is "Driving Home for Christmas," but I obviously couldn't sing that at the door of someone's house because I wouldn't be driving. Why? Why not? Because I... Where's your ambition? <laughs> Get yourself an acapella band. <laughs> do, 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 do. No, I won't. That was going to be horrific. I've just saved everyone. What about you, boys? Uh, favourite Christmas song? 
I'd do the, the Family Guy one. It's like, I have these gifts for you. They're up in my bum. No, I quite like the song that is, doesn't really sound Christmassy at all, the Joan Lewis one, you know, Stop the Cavalry. I quite like that one, but you can't really sing it on a... That's probably my favourite Christmas song. Don't know why. Probably because it sounds as un-Christmassy <laughs> as, as anything else. And I'm like, yeah, I'm going to listen to that. Well, if, if, if we can't do actual Christmas songs, because the darkness Christmas time would definitely be yeah, up there. Yeah, that, that's just, up there as well. Just, just for being a song that has the words Bell's End in it. Um, <laughs> which, how they got away with that, I'd never understand. Uh, but uh, I'd be Good King Wenceslas, just Ooh. because of In Love Actually, when the big Welsh security guard dude is like singing along with it, and he goes properly operatic, I think. I just thought that was funny. Would you go properly operatic, Chris? Oh, of course. Yeah, yeah. Can you give you know us a little mean? rendition? Yeah. No, no, no. I haven't cleared my uh, throat. I haven't done my warm-ups today yet. It's early. I thought uh, you were going to oh, say yeah, you hadn't yeah. cleared it by your agent, is what I thought you were going to say. Well, that too. That <laughs> yeah. too, yeah. yeah. Like, different different markets, you know. Um, different this, markets, this, different needs. I'm, I'm on this I'm on this podcast as a, as a Formula One, well, journalist in inverted commas, uh, compared to when I'm doing my opera. So I can't mix <laughs> can't mix and match the two. Uh, dangerous game, then dangerous. It game. is a dangerous game. I can't believe you're you're even inviting questions on it, Medus, because this is going to be a running theme now. Yeah, I'll do my sixty second review, and then Medley can sing a th- operatic thirty second review. Ah, uh, that would be incredible. And well, don't like, and it won't people. Happen. Yeah, yeah, no, exactly. Like, <laughs> setting people up with wouldn't this be cool? It's like, yes, it would, but it ain't happening. <laughs> it would, um, it would be great. You can all imagine it. But uh, I tell you what, what is happening is I'm going to read a review out actually. Ooh. Nice. Uh, because we have had one since the last episode and it all revolves around the one in-person pod we did when we worked out Bretto's um, clean scale. <laughs> no, or we didn't really work it out, did we? But it is it's a review from Poppy67890 uh, titled Slightly Clean. <laughs> uh, and it says, this podcast is a must-follow if you have any interest in F1. If you're looking for on-topic, strict analysis, you should find something else. Probably a podcast for those that fre- frequent the nerd bird ring. Nice. Uh, if you're looking for entertainment, interesting stories, and some insight into what's happening in F1, then babe, you will love Padhock. Uh, sounds less like a polished show and more like three good friends sitting around talking about F1. Except they know more about F1 than you and your two friends. Seriously, have your friends played golf with Lando Norris? That's uh, true. Thank you, Poppy. That's, that's that. I, I really like it, and at the same time, reading it out makes me sound like a knob. So <laughs> that's why you that's read probably, these matters. Yeah, that's probably the perfect review, really. Um, <laughs> yeah, thanks, oh, Poppy. You, that is that. one hell of a review. You've encapsulated all of Medland, <laughs> <laughs> apart from my operatic history. Yes, that's but never true. Mind. If people could do the next one, like with some uh, written out as like musical, whatever that's called, and you write it as as music with the with the notes and stuff, music. <laughs> uh, I just I realized about three seconds into that or three milliseconds I was like I don't know anything about music <laughs> not, not, no. not really <laughs> not, not anything um, nor do I this is why I'm not singing yeah uh, now we're going to put pressure on Nick today they are gents, yeah because uh, I mean yeah we're honest here we, we tell people the story behind the story and behind this story of this recording of the paddock is that Nate slept through his alarms and <laughs> was a little bit late joining us so didn't have time to record a 60 second review but but we can't disappoint as... now can we exactly it's, it's christmas time so um we, we don't want to let the bells end so <laughs> <laughs> 
so to keep them ringing, Nate <laughs> is going to uh, do a 60-second review on the fly, which I believe is going to be a run-through of the championship like order. I guess so. I guess that's the easiest way of doing it, yeah. Um, yeah. And this is and completely unpolished, so you know, you guys feel free to interact as we go. Okay, we will. Okay. Um, there's there's a lovely fresh Christmas intro uh, for you to enjoy before we start, and then I'm going to put a timer on the screen so Nate is under pressure. So does this? Um, does this I always start the timer when I start with the first name. Oh, you'll see. You'll see it. You'll see it on the screen, and you'll see oh, me hit okay. start when you start. So don't worry, I won't nice. have started it before you're ready to go. Nice. Uh, oh no! What what you mean is there's going to be a bit of preamble, right? Mate, you're going to do a well, little sometimes, bit of yeah, I like to, before I like to just... the 60 seconds start. Yeah, mainly because I'm trying to work out what I'm going to say the first one. <laughs> you're, just, you're, you're stalling, aren't you, mate? Yeah, 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 yeah. Let's go. Let's, what, Menace, why are you stalling? Come on. If you've only got one minute to spare Now we made it through the whole year Sit back, relax, cause we got you his name with a special Christmas review. Love that. That's awesome. Thanks to Martin again for that. Uh, so here we go. The 2021 Drivers' Championship review. Me, 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 me. First place. Oh, guys, mine's wrong. It says Max Verstappen's first, not Michael Massey. Am I right? <laughs> am, I, am I right, everyone? <clears throat> no, Super Max was first. Uh, Lewis Hamilton. In second, he did pretty well, didn't he, for, for, for an old geezer. Valtteri Bottas in third. He was there all year. Mexico's Minister of Defence, Sergio Perez, in fourth. And look who's in fifth. It's perfect. Sweet Carlos Sainz, la, la, la. Fifth place never seems so good. Medis. So good. So good. So <laughs> this good. This is great. <laughs> Lando Norris in sixth. We love Lando. Uh, Charles Leclerc, pretty consistent. But seventh, Danny Rick, up and down uh, in eighth. In ninth position, who do we love? Gasly, yeah. love Gasly. Uh, Ocon, Vettel, Stroll, he's still driving. Sonoda in 14th. George <laughs> Russell, 15th. He did pretty well, actually, didn't he? Uh, Kimi Raikkonen in 16th. Kimi, what, what a way to go out, just just manfully. In, uh, oh, shit, I've got six seconds left. Latifi, <laughs> loves Nutella, Giovinazzi, Schumacher. Kibitza beat Mazepin. <laughs> what a finish. <laughs> that was, yeah, the alarm like, is going off. That yeah. was bang on wow. 60 seconds with Kibitza beat Mazepin. The funny thing with that alarm was because you held it up to your screen. I could see myself in your screen as well. And I was just, I, I, I had to keep stopping and admire the uh, the beauty of what was happening. <laughs> well, of yourself. Of yourself. Yes. Yeah. And as soon as you'd said that, you've taken your hat off. I have, yeah. It's time <laughs> for... like, no, I look, I look better bold. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Time to take the hat off. Uh, no, uh, but thanks again to Martin for that uh, review. Uh, sorry, the review jingle. jingle. That was awesome. Yeah, it was magic. Really Essentially, cool. we just wanted an excuse to still use it. Uh, and also, so... congrats to Martin, because he's a Verstappen fan. So I think he was pretty happy the last couple of weeks. He um, is. Uh, we maybe sent him a little bit of Verstappen yeah. merch for, for his uh, jingle efforts. So it's much appreciated. And um, yeah, the Verstappen fans are happy. <laughs> the Hamilton ones still aren't, understandably. Yeah, especially um, not with you, Medders. No. Having, having the audacity to sit and enjoy a Sunday evening off without yes. holding people to account 24-7. Exactly. You're a monster. Yes. You're a I, monster. I, I tweeted that I was watching football on Sunday uh, because it was <laughs> the first proper day off I'd had in about four weeks with the way the season ended. And yeah. uh, and there was the Harry Kane nearly should have got a red probably for a tackle that VAR looked at and said was okay. And I was like, mm, a little bit dodgy. Uh, and it was quite interesting. I was like, oh, see, other sports also have 
refereeing decisions that people are not happy with. Uh, so I tweeted that and I got all sorts of abuse because apparently that tweet meant that I was brushing the FIA under the carpet and saying that everything was fine at the final race. The, the really interesting bit, I am going to slightly defend myself right now because you give me this opportunity. I kept getting sent or like used against me was the intro to a piece I'd done for the Mail Plus where they'd um, just asked me to write something for my feelings on the final race. And the intro was basically saying this season deserved to end exactly the way it did with Max Verstappen like winning on the last lap overtaking Lewis Hamilton. That that would have been an incredible way of doing it. But what it didn't deserve is like the manner in which that was created and all this sort of thing. And the whole piece afterwards goes in and, and has a right go at the FIA and, and Massey for influencing things and um, yeah, just saying that this is just not on and it's it's tainted this kind of final race and all this. And like both of them were hugely worthy champions, but like now you just can't look at that final race and think, oh, well, that was a fine way to end the season. But all everyone did that wants to use it against me was clip up this intro and be like, this is disgusting. And I'm like, did you, did you read the whole thing for starters? And secondly, uh, this is a slightly dick move, but this is only for fans of the paddock. I haven't tweeted this out. But I actually got a direct message from a senior member of Mercedes who read that piece when it went live, like just over a week ago now, saying it was excellent. So the irony that all of the Team LH uh, that are very angry were saying, oh, you're, um, you're, you're disgraceful. You're not, you know, this piece is, a, is horrible. And actually, Hamilton's own team were very happy about it. Uh, not why it was written, but I just thought, you know, their reaction was interesting to know. So um, yeah, that's, uh, that's been one of the things that has got my goat over the last few days. For me, it was it was a good piece as well, and I think it's one of the <clears throat> one of the more concise pieces on it. Because also, that's completely right. Like you you tweeting that Lewis Hamilton, like if you said, "Oh, Lewis Hamilton should have won," it's like, well, he didn't win. Like that's not factually what happened. Max won it, and Max is the champion now, whether people want to put an asterisk next to it or not. So yeah, there's a lot of very strange people on uh, on Twitter. I felt I felt bad to you because I saw there was loads of quote tweets, like a disproportionate amount of quote tweets. And I went and looked at them and it was just all that, basically. And a lot I saw a lot of those screenshots. So um, Yeah, that, that was fun. Merry Christmas. But um, I feel you yeah. get um, you get a bit of a hard time, Medland. I feel bad for you. I'd I'd say actually I didn't used to, but um <laughs> as Nate pointed out, I think in a previous pod, the last couple of weeks with Brazil and Qatar and Jet like the final four races basically and all the investigations and controversies that were going on, like Twitter blew up and my following like doubled in three or four weeks and when you have suddenly like loads of people that are following then you're going to get a very small minority that are really unhappy and take things the wrong way because for half of them like i said like you know they, they started circulating this intro to a piece i'm like but if you actually like if you just look at the intro you probably are going to be angry because you think is that you know they're saying that this is absolutely fine and how it should have been and that the fia were right to manipulate it to let max win i'm like no but if you just read that intro you might think that um so you understand, if someone's angry, they just then reply straight off without actually going and reading it or finding the piece. So uh, that's just going to happen, I think. Um, I've actually been very lucky. I think we all have, because we talk some absolute shite mm. on this podcast. Yeah. Um, and we don't get much abuse for it. It's great. Yeah, that's why we do the review, because people laugh a bit and they're like, no, I'll let them get away with saying some shit. Yeah, you weren't, you weren't very controversial, actually, in this review. I was slightly disappointed. No, I know, on, on, on the cuff, I'm not very controversial, it turns out. I'm just, <laughs> just a bit bumbly. <laughs> I enjoyed it though. I enjoyed you singing "Sweet Carlos Sykes." Yeah, that. I mean, that. If nothing else, you know, if Meadows won't give the fans some, some singing, then I, I sang will. too. Yeah, true. Actually, you you did do the na 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 bit, didn't you? Oh, so good, so good. Even sorry, exactly the, dart, the darts bit. And that, that that was definitely operatic, right? I think so. Mm-hmm. I mean, oh, got a, I got a frowning elf. I the worst, <laughs> the worst kind of elf. Ah, um, oh, chaps. 
Um, I can't believe that the year is almost over. Can you? It's weird that the season is, isn't it? Yeah. Like sat here and being like, there's no more racing. There's no more, like nothing else to happen. It's, I mean, it's don't finished. worry. It'll be here before you know it. So enjoy it while it lasts. That's I true. think as we record, it's 64 days until the first oh. day of pre-season testing. Don't do that. People people were doing that when we left Abu Dhabi. Like, oh, there's this many. And I was like, why are you like this? <laughs> why? <laughs> just, just, I saw people tweeting like on the Monday after, like being like, oh my God, I'm so like, I'm, what am I going to do without F1? It's like, I don't know, go out and just go do stuff, other stuff. Like your life doesn't have to be about motor racing. Like it's, well, it was an amazing season, but also like you surely there's other stuff in your life to, to watch, right? Or to do. Watch Succession or something. I'm watching loads of Succession. It's great. What I love about this period is that you kind of get away from it all and then you get excited about the next year. Like I don't see how you could get excited yeah. again if you haven't had time to do other things, like you said. Exactly. exactly yeah like in late jan you're like yeah i'm ready for some racing again now but right now i'm kind of like i'm happy to i'm happy that there's a few weeks without it if that makes sense yeah agreed especially <laughs> with especially with how it finished last year it's like okay everyone needs to just go and sit in a box for a bit and <laughs> not not talk about f1 a literal box as well i don't think anything that wasn't me that wasn't a metaphor go and find a yep. box and sit in it like a cat i've got one for christmas have you yeah it's just it's how you avoid the family <laughs> Hide in the box during Christmas Day. What's in the box? But um, yeah, you're right. I mean, there's, I mean, it, the thing is as well, this off season is not going to be much of an off season, is it? One, because it's so short, and two, because that Abu Dhabi stuff is not going to go away. Like, no one's going to be like, oh, never mind, Christmas has happened, so we'll forget that there was a massive fuck up. Like, we're definitely going to have um a lot of kind of fallout still that will come for the next weeks, months, probably. Um going to be like running at pre-season testing it'll be a bit like the ferrari like power unit stuff where suddenly you can't, you've almost forgotten that it was a, a thing and then pre-season testing they were like oh by the way we sorted it but we're not going to tell you how or why uh yeah that was i mean not subtle at all but yeah that's that's how i think this this winter might go a little bit so uh, it'll keep us busy but you're right I, I like christmas is here this is the christmas special and we are i mean a week ago it was the start of testing like i was still in abu dhabi watching cars on track but like it's been so quick i've got so much shopping still to do and wrapping and stuff and all of that luck um it's just amazing how like because that's how i define the end of the year like you say you get through new years and then you hit january and you're like looking ahead then to the next year but until until christmas is out of the way i never do that but it's already here scary but looking back this year let's talk highlights yeah what were your fa- what were your favorite moments it can be a moment that specifically happened to you or it can Ooh. just be a favorite moment on track it can be anything i'm leaping it really open for you guys i know i'll jump straight in <clears throat> okay so the grid being on the grid in abu dhabi was awesome like the tension there was amazing i'm sure you guys felt the same thing like standing between the mercedes and red bull like it was palpable i was like this is pretty cool like the fans there but personal one was we've spoken about it was chat doing the walk with danny rick down the pit lane and sorry down the paddock in austin kind of interviewing him about the, uh, the dale earnhardt car and then we we're just chatting a bit after just stuff like that it made it reminds you like it's how good it is to be back in the paddock and and also you would, you were saying or that review said you know mates that know more about f1 like that's how you end up knowing a lot more about f1 in a way is actually having that interaction with drivers and people in the paddock and you realize how important that is to so just shaping everything you're writing basically you know it gives you a bit more authority to, to stuff um so that was pretty cool um 
and yeah, just I think Paddock just generally there wasn't a there wasn't a race this year where I was like, oh, a bit bored of being here. Like being back in the paddock was really cool. Um, Brazil was fun for that reason as well. Like just being right there in the thick of the action. Um, maybe because I didn't do so many, I did. I think I did maybe six. Um, so that you know, like there was no novelty factor that wore off. I wasn't there. Like if I'd gone to Sochi, maybe I'd be different. You know, you know. My <laughs> but um, yeah, I'd say those those handful of moments. Uh, and also singing Mama Louder on repeat in <laughs> I'm I'm really sad that I wasn't in the room when that was happening. Oh, I mean, I sh- next time I'll voice note it to you, mate. I'll just, you know. Well, I just hope I'm back in the media centre next year so I can just hear this stuff live. That's true, actually. We need to get you back. Petition to get you back in. Let's 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 shake up F1. From well, the, I feel like Medlin was back in there the closing part this year. Yeah, the last the it. last two races yeah. I managed to do um, like both of my normal roles. Um, I just had to limit kind of time spent with the broadcast team. But uh, I think that door sort of opened a bit. Uh, it just depends, I guess, how COVID goes over the winter. We won't we won't make this dark and talk about COVID too much. But yeah, if, if it no, stays really bad and, and they need to be strict at the start of next season, then it might be hard. Whereas I think if it if the season starts with uh, more relaxed restrictions like, and the rest of the world's in a good place, then uh, got a better chance of having Barreto back with us. Yeah. But what about you guys? What, what, any standouts or have I stolen them all? Like no, no, no. I've got, I've got a huge, yeah, definite highlight with Spa. Uh, that whole week was just <laughs> epic. Um, loved being in isolation in a hotel room and then finally getting out for race day, which was a special, special day. Um, that was a low light, 100%. Hang on. I, I'm, Stu and I bought you bacon sandwiches. Oh, that was the highlight of the week. Bacon and egg. It was. I think yeah. it had sausage. I think it might have been all three. It was. That was awesome. The problem there was I hadn't seen any of you. I was still worried because we'd been, yeah. even though we'd had three PCRs that were negative since, you're still slightly nervous, stood anywhere near anyone. So I was standing a little bit away. I had coffee in one hand, sandwich in the other. I think I gave Stu my coffee so I could use both hands to eat the sandwich. And because I was stuffing my face, I didn't say a word. So I think <laughs> I just ate it. And by then the conversation was over and everyone left. And I was like, <laughs> thanks. Um, but yeah, that was that was my finest sandwich of the year. I'll give you that. That is a highlight. Um, for me, yeah, Zambort was very cool um as an event that was really cool to see um and it's just it was kind of refreshing to have something new with a big crowd that was um it felt actually very secure i think the figures were okay um around that and the way they organized it was really good so yeah that was a lot of fun that kind of felt like f1 again as did austin mm. uh my my highlight there might be non f1 and it might be doing the indy 500 just because it was yeah, bucket list item that I'd ever done, and I got the chance to do it. To do Monaco and Indy back to back on consecutive weekends was yeah, damn cool, even if that was stress. Yeah, yeah, so that was that was really cool to do. Um, I'm not surprised to, to say that actually. Having done Indy before, it is like it, <clears throat> when it, when F1 always says like, "Yeah, I did Indy." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but when it, when F1 is always like, "Oh, we want to, we want like um, five Super Bowl, like twenty three Super Bowls or whatever, or twenty three Indy five hundred. It's like, well, you can't have twenty three of those. Like, it's a special race for a reason. And I think that's that's what always impresses me with the Indy 500 is that even though it's part of a season, it's such a big event and it, it clearly is the biggest event on the calendar. Um, yeah, it's a really special one. Lawrence, if you don't go soon, then the pad hoc will be incomplete. <laughs> <laughs> I'd like to go. It's on my bucket list to go. <clears throat> Sweet. Well, let's, let's fill that bucket list up with stuff, <laughs> achievable stuff. <laughs> yeah, next year is not particularly achievable, is it? Because it clashes. Qualifying yeah. week clashes with uh, Spain and race week with Monaco. But, I mean, good for motorsport fans who are watching it from home. But, yeah, it means we can't can't cover both, which is a bit of a shame. But hopefully that then means... We won't be able to do much of anything next year, let's be honest. <laughs> There's so many races. Yeah, that's um, true. 
and all of my friends who are getting married, like in 2019, are getting married on free weekends. So like I'm already in a position where I'm like, there's, I think there's about nine weeks in a row where it's like wedding, F1, 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 <laughs> wedding, F1. And I'm like, oh. Well, at least like, they selected I love my a weekend friends. where there isn't yeah, one. Man. But sometimes I'm like, I just wanted to lay face down on my sofa. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just not doing anything. Um, but yeah, that's a, that's a real first world problem I appreciate. So don't feel too sympathetic to me. Well, I mean, you know F1 so well, Nate, that you probably could just cover that face down with your sofa, couldn't you? Do you reckon? I might start doing yeah. that. See um, how much of a race I could do face down. Yeah. Face down review. <laughs> just oh there's our new feature for next year <laughs> i mean that'll be dreadful nate's face down review it sounds that's controversial yeah that was controversial yeah i'm funny uh, on my face down did it make it a highlight for Beretta though um no no i mean it was it <laughs> <laughs> Okay, well, what was one? <laughs> sorry, sorry. My highlight, um, I mean, you've taken a lot of the best ones. I think Silverstone, because that was probably the first one where we had, we we're back to full crowds and it felt like a proper event. And having covered almost all of them since COVID began, it was just nice to remember what Formula One used to be like when you covered an event. Um, just from, you know, driving in and seeing people and then just hearing the crowd cheer for certain moments, just, it just didn't feel like an extended test session anymore. So I think it's Silverstone. And then I loved Zandvoort. Zandvoort is the one that I, when people ask me now what race they should go to, <clears throat> I don't know if they'll be able to, because I think it's sold out for a number of years, but when they can, Zandvoort is the one to go to because it was just massive fever for the whole time <clears throat> that I was there. So I loved it. Um, but then actual uh, other highlights probably were hosting Kimmy's leave and do. That was awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, going yeah, karting at Lando. Um, that was good. And then, uh, Medlin's probably won't expect this, but playing golf with Medland and Abu Dhabi at the end of the year was a highlight. Um, because part of the reason I love this job is that you get to do other stuff other than just, you know, cover Formula One, which I love. But it's an opportunity to go and do some really cool things. We played a championship level course in Abu Dhabi with um, our friends James Moy and the other Lawrence Edmondson. And uh, it suddenly felt like this was starting to go back to the job that we used to do. Um, I lost by one shot, but um, I'm okay with that. Yeah, I mean, yeah, to be fair, you were um, like... Me, you, and James Moy, I think there was three shots between all three. Yeah, of us, it, was something like that. it was close. Lawrence Edmondson <clears throat> was way, way, way better. But um, yeah, I, I, that was a lot of fun. That was really nice to do. And that was needed. That was in the middle of what had been such a tough, stressful run of races and days of work and travel as well. And being in um, Jeddah. And I got, I think I landed that morning and got like two hours kip and then went and played golf. But you just, it did make you switch off because my phone wouldn't work either. So, um, fortunately, there was no breaking news. But, yeah, it just switched off for an afternoon in the sun. And, um, yeah, it was really nice to do. And you could have a beer, which we struggled to do. Well, hadn't been able to do uh, for the week before. But, that, yeah, that's definitely a highlight. Um, two, actually, two names you mentioned there as well, Lando and Kimmy. Two other highlights for me were playing the golf with Lando. Just because just that was normal. There was no, you know, there wasn't a media event or anything that was organised. And there was no one kind of fronting up or putting on a face or something. It was just having some fun, hitting some golf balls. And I saw Lando in Abu Dhabi at the test. Uh, with his um, soon-to-be old roommate, Max Futrell, um, who he currently lives with, but he's moving to Monaco. Uh, and he said to Max, he was like, yeah, like we played golf. And I, I'd said about, you know, drawing and stuff. And he's like, to be fair, yeah, we did tie over six holes, but I beat him on the playoff. And he said, but the way it started, and he said, we stood up on the 
on the first tee and that Lando had hit a good shot. And then, then I dribbled one barely past the ladies tee and Lando was like, and I was just thinking, Oh, who are these fucking idiots I'm playing with here? Like, what have I done? <laughs> and he genuinely was like, Oh, I've just, this is the worst idea that I've said I play with these guys. And then, then I sort of sorted it out and played on. I was like, ah, oh, yeah, I, I got the feeling you probably thought we looked like absolute mugs the way it started. Um, so yeah, that was, um, that was quite funny, but yeah. And the Kimmy interview I did for a different podcast, I got 45 minutes with Kimmy talking about how his career started basically in Qatar that was awesome. That was really cool to do before he retired. So, uh, yeah, that, there was some. There's been a lot of highlights this year, haven't there? I mean, yeah, that's there's it. been so some the more mega than... races and just some awesome things, even around COVID. Um, I think generally that was the cool thing about the year is that I think it's the best season I've covered, kind of wall to wall. I think it's probably the same for anyone that didn't do like 2012, just because we had two teams in it, um, and there was genuine, there was genuine kind of needle between the you know the two teams as well. Which as the season got on. I found quite frustrating to cover because, you know, they were just throwing shots at each other, but it also made the job. It also added an element to the job that we didn't really have when it was just Mercedes out in front, you know, uh, winning everything like that. So that was quite interesting as well. And, you know, kind of interesting to cover things in a different way, write things in a different way. And you, I, I don't know if you guys found the same thing, but um, when Mercedes and Red Bull, like both teams being in a championship fight, it was interesting talking to them during it and, you know, a lot of people at those teams would almost try and sound you out about what the consensus is on certain things, especially on like the collisions between uh, Lewis and Max at different places. And it was interesting hearing that because, you know, I, I guess when you're in a in, in a little bubble, you know, and, and and that's at Mercedes and Red Bull, you know, you, you're in your own little kind of siege mentality. You think we're in the right completely. And then you talk to journalists outside you're like, well, OK, well, I thought this and this and this. And they're obviously asking every journalist that. And after a while, they're like, okay, like journalists, this is kind of the consensus. It was interesting to see that um, just play out and the way that, you know, opinions maybe changed or how opinion, contrary opinions kind of were reinforced, even if they heard like everyone saying, no, we thought that Max was to blame or we thought Lewis was to blame, whatever. They'd be like, no, don't, everyone's against us. So I thought it was quite interesting. Um, but yeah, I think a mega season. I'd, I'd give it, I'd give it if, it, if it was a Nate joke, I'd have given it a 10 out of 10. Wow. Wow. I mean, you're generous. No, I think it's true. I did um The only thing that ruined it was was Massey in the last lap. I think that's the only thing that you could say like it, it, it was almost the perfect season. And then you had that at the end. It was just that actually if, if we're talking about low lights, that yeah. last the, the 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 night after the race was awful. I, I think all of us felt it. We we're just like this is this is so shit. <laughs> yeah. We're just like it's just such a shit end and like I had a flight to get quite early in the morning, but I was just like sat there kind of like, I don't know what to write. I don't know if I do want to write anything. Um, and yeah, it was just, I just, yeah. So that was, that, that kind of sticks in as well. And I hope that feeling kind of passes um, because it was such a mega year. Yeah, totally agree. Uh, it had the potential to ruin it, didn't it? And again, Even before though... people, I'm not saying shit because Max won. I'm saying shit because of <laughs> how it went down. Just before people start, I rate, I, I rate tweeting at me. I didn't really care which of them won. It was just the way it went down was, was sad no i'd say we won in the sense of getting what we wanted as journalists when it went down to the final race for starters because we haven't yeah. had that in so long and it deserved to and then even more so that it was level on points like after that in a sense we couldn't lose and then we i think everyone lost in a way with the way it was handled so um that was a bit shit but let's come on it's a christmas special let's be positive well it sets it up it sets yeah, it up true. nicely for next year i think because they're still gonna hopefully go head to head and we might just get a second season that's just as good yeah, that's true. Yeah, I don't but think there's... it's going to be the, the the massive like change of the pecking order that everyone thinks it will be because things are a bit more set. Like the engine's going to still play a big part, and like that's that's not changing massively. 
So I think Red Bull and Mercedes, at the very least, will still be competitive. So hopefully, mm-hmm. they're both still in the mix. It's not like one of them's going to suddenly turn out, roll out the carriage, but like, oh, we're 10th now. You know, it's not going to be that bad. They'll still be in the top kind of three or four, I think. Maybe top Yeah, they, they need to be, though, as in, like, for this rivalry to continue and stuff. But yeah. I'm just a bit annoyed because there's you can see it in the arguments that do rage on social media that there's this people calling out Verstappen a fraud champion and stuff and it's you know it's he's not and it's nothing to do with him that's just ridiculous yeah it's it's completely all the anger needs to be aimed at the FIA for what happened um not at Red Bull or or Verstappen or Horner and people saying oh it's because Horner like complained on the radio just before it's like every team principal and boss and everyone was always moaning at Massey absolutely everyone like there's nothing that says because of what Horner said that then Massey did it. It was just that Massey, that Horner was lobbying him like everyone was. So, um, yeah, which they're, which they're now stopping for next year. By the way, they're stopping yeah. that that ability for team principals to to talk to the race director for that reason. Um, which is interesting, wasn't it? That seemed to be where F one had gone to Hollywood about things. We've almost had to step back from that and be like, okay, that was probably a bit too much. Um, yeah. Found out the hard way, I guess. But um, so I keep getting distracted because um, Stefano Domenicali keeps emailing me. This is ridiculous. Uh, Bretta, will you will you stop him? Yeah, it's like they're circulars, but they're, um, it comes from the CEO's office, and you're like, what the hell is this? And it's um, it's just like a little Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays gif. Oh wow! From oh, Stefano. Happy, happy Christmas, Christmas. Um, it's, it's in lots of different languages. He's going to read them out. Frosher within. I can't read that. Can't I, I love that you asked that, and then the Russian one came up, and the Japanese yeah. one came up. Oh, that one! Merry Christmas and Happy New Year! Nailed it! Happy holidays! Nailed it! Bon Natale! Feliz Navidad! I can do that one. Joe Noel. Oh, he's going too fast. Olog Karagneg. I can't read that one. No, no, I can't read that one. <laughs> wow! Good effort, chaps. Sorry if I've just insulted any of your native languages. I do apologise. Um, but I'm... he doesn't. Uh, <laughs> I just, I just that's just who I am but yeah um, I sorry I keep getting dragged into the final race and there's there's something else that Bretto put on the uh, run plan here that is really tough to do but I do want us to attempt it before the end of the uh, special funniest moments of the year mm. so this came up as well on the f1.com we were asked as like different writers to give um, like opinions on different things and one of them was funniest moment of the year and I couldn't think and it wasn't that things weren't funny but I couldn't remember a standout for ages. Um, and in the end, I'll go, so I'll go first because I can see you both thinking. I don't know if Barreto's got one, but Nate, I can see you thinking. Um, the one I went for was, uh, and this is a hat tip to our good friend Josh Cruz, but it's not just because it was Josh's work, but it was um, Pierre and Yuki playing football in Austria during the Euros. They did a video of them in their full race suits, helmets, everything, uh, under the bullet, the Red Bull ring. I just gave them a football and said, you know, have a kick around. And it turned into a wrestling match. That, that as a point, I think Yuki goes flying in for a sliding tackle. And it was before the race week. You, you could genuinely have seen one of the drivers injured. Uh, and trying to explain that, I think, to Franz Tost, you know, why is Pierre out this weekend? Well, Yuki took him out at knee height, having a kick around um, under the ball would have been a bit interesting. So um, that was hilarious to watch that video. And they did a lot of really funny content, to be fair. Um, they're not alone in that, but yeah, I was, I was really impressed with a lot of that. So, um, in the end, that's the one I picked, but I'm sure there's many more that I'm forgetting. No, that's a really good shout. And you're right about Josh Cruz and Alpha Tower's content because they came down to the ESPN NBA activation in Austin, full, you know, in full kit helmet and were throwing, throwing hoops around. That was fun to watch. Um, it's a tough one, isn't it? 
because you don't funny moments don't really stand out. One that always stands out to me, and it's because this is me going to self promote a tweet of mine. My most successful tweet of the year was about Alex Albon, <clears throat> and the whole the thing I found really funny was the idea of him doing the lap or, or laps of Silverstone. The day I know he he wasn't there like everyone said. Oh, they just made him do that. Like he was there for a filming day, but Red Bull obviously then made him for a, at least a portion of that drive as if he was Lewis Hamilton and then as if he was Max and recreating lines and then red bull went and took that data to the stewards to be like look we've got new evidence like you don't have new evidence you've just you've just got one driver to drive in a certain way in a completely sterile environment you know compared to the race um and then the next race was when bottas went into the back of verstappen so i tweeted like man alex albon's gonna have a horrible time recreating that next week and it just popped (laughs) (laughs) but i just thought i just thought that was that was one of the more ridiculous kind of stories from f1 and it shows you sometimes it was like when Ferrari, I can't remember the incident now, but Ferrari in 2019, I think, made a big song and dance about we have new evidence on something, there's some evidence. And they went to the stewards and the stewards were like, all it was was just Corinne Chandok's Sky, Skypad review, which was hilarious. Nothing against, like, Corinne's a great analyst, but it was like they made out like, no, we've got, we've got like unbeatable, undeniable evidence. It's like, no, you've just got like an analyst talking about, and the Red Bull were like, no, we've got, we've just got our reserve driver driving <laughs> driving a certain line of silver and the, the steward you can imagine being there like are you kidding me like this is what this is what we spent a week preparing for like this like and they just threw it straight out didn't they so that was quite funny in that sense um and just the whole ridiculousness of like stewards reviews was some of them sometimes you'd be like this is just funny for funny not always funny haha funny sometimes like what a funny sport we we cover <laughs> yeah. but that was one that was definitely to me anyway was haha funny um because yeah, it was just it, I poor, like, just imagine poor Alex like at the time, no F one seat, just sat there driving around like, why am I doing this? <laughs> what am I doing here? Um, that's one thing I'm looking forward to in 2022 is Albon. I was going to say Albon at Cops is going to be incredible. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, yeah, he's, he's he knows that corner inside out. <laughs> <laughs> well, he still did all the other corners though. When yeah, he but he didn't that. he didn't try different lines there, did he? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, he knows how to overtake there now. He knows if he's going for an won't. overtake on Lewis, Lewis is going to be like, oh my god. <laughs> This is this is unbelievable. I've got the, the the super spy, the secret agent behind me. But it's more that Williams is going to be passing the Mercedes. Well, that's yeah, the true. biggest story, surely. Yeah, that, that would be. Uh, we all know that's coming. Come on, that's an <laughs> open secret. Uh, Elf, what was your funniest moment of twenty twenty one? They all uh, revolve around Danny Rick. I think he did one interview in an American accent for the whole time and consistently managed to do that, which was cool. Then I interviewed him after Friday practice. And he had one of those, you know, I have laughing chunts on this podcast every so often. <laughs> and he just kept shunting. And I think the whole interview went for eight minutes. And then we had to go back and try and find a soundbite to give, like, the media <laughs> of what he did. It was really, that, so that was quite hard. But then, uh, and then he did a shoey in my shoe. I forgot about that. He did a shoey in my mm. shoe. Oh, yeah. Was that Monza? That was Monza, yeah. So, what a hero. Yeah, so, absolutely um, hero. <clears throat> love the guy. So, yeah. Hopefully and is that shoe signed? There. I'm I'm going to ask him to get to sign it because it's currently nice. not. It's currently in my shoe rack, unsigned, but oh. clean though. Yeah, doesn't smell like. <laughs> well, one of them's clean. The other, one, <laughs> the other yeah. one, the other one, the other one was not cleansed with champagne. Did you put you put the it was the race winning champagne in right the one he had from the podium? No, because that had already gone. Okay. Uh, you bought your own champagne. Wow. So we could only get whatever yeah. we could get from F1 hospitality. <laughs> BYOB to the, to the <laughs> yeah. 
Um, <laughs> it's when the drivers are walking around and they see Bretto sit there with a mic and a magma champagne. <laughs> being like, right, guys, swig. I'm going to yeah. go to this guy first. That's why Kimmy, mate. That's why Kimmy offered you to do the retirement thing. Like <laughs> yeah, he's like, I like I this like, guy's hosting. I like this man. <laughs> so, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Some good stuff. Cool. There, yeah. Say. Solid it's list. been a good year, guys. It's been a good year. Well, why don't we wrap up with a look to next year? Let's throw it forward Ooh. before we go and eat lots of turkey and drink lots of mulled wine. Um, what so is one typical? <laughs> but you're I'm both going to three bird roast. But you're both going to do that, though, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I don't know about mulled wine. Don't know about mulled wine. Okay. Well, other other alcoholic beverages and non-alcoholic beverages are available. Thank you. Thanks. Our legal <laughs> department are much happier with you right now. People that don't like those beverages, it's refreshing to know. Um, Sorry, I think. think um, I was going to say, make one bold prediction for 2022. Ooh. Nate. <laughs> Thanks, mate. Sorry. I think, um, ooh, boldness. Uh, I, I, actually, I'll say it. I, I think Albon will get on the podium with Williams. I think, wow. make it, I think I'll make a little step forward. Albon, I think, is obviously. I, I really like him. I think he's a very good driver as well. Oh, he's uh, going to be decent think, next year, I think. I think he will, and I think yeah. out of that, I think out of that kind of whole Red Bull program environment, it suits some people. It doesn't suit some others, and I think it will suit him not being in it and just the pressure that was always there. Um, so yeah, let's say that Albon on the podium. Like obviously, I think that would have to be a messed up race. I don't think Williams will make a step to get there on merit, but. They'll be they'll have a car that's kind of in the mix, hopefully, mm-hmm. to capitalize on those moments. So yeah, let's let's say that. Oh, it's tough. Oh, it's a tough prediction. Well, uh, the first one I was going to give is not bold at all. I was going to say Russell on pole at the first race, and I'm like, well, yeah, really. I mean, that's like, that's quite that's, that's quite possible. He's going to beat Max and Lewis. Yeah. Well, and yeah. at the very least, beat Lewis on his first qualifying session. I think it's fairly bold. In new regs. Uh, yeah, new that's regs. the thing. It was the new regs. So then I thought I might be more bold. Um, and this this might be more hope than expectation. I'm going to say half the teams on the grid win a race next year. Wow, that'd be good. So five different teams that win races, and don't forget we got four. Four, this we year. got four this year. Yeah, mm. yeah. yeah. So um, it's not in a sense it's not massively bold, but then I mean we had one win for McLaren, one win for uh, Alpine. Alpine. That was it this year. Um, but yeah, I'm going to go with I'm going to go with five. Ferrari finally get back to winning ways. I was going to um, say Ferrari is the big one missing this year, wasn't it? That didn't win, yeah. And last year, um, kind of missing from that top step. I'd, I'd so. go with that. I think that's a good bold prediction. I like it. Yeah. There you go. What about, what about Alf? Well, well, now I don't know if this is going to be bold enough, but I was going to say a Carlos Sainz win and top three finish in the drivers' championship. Oh no, that's bold enough. That's that is very bold. bold. Trust me, I, I I can verdict that. That is bold. <laughs> <laughs> that's very bold. Um, yeah, did he that's... ask you to? Is, how much did he pay you for this shout did, out for he Carlos? Did not, he did not pay me at all. Did... He's been he's been sadly like un, like disappointingly quiet on this pod. Right? For those who don't know, <laughs> Barreto and Carlos get on pretty well because they're love of burgers. I think initially, um, or at least you've made burgers with him. So that's what I'm twisting it into. But um, yeah, I mean, you you are far too professional and do not leverage this in any way, shape, or form. And I expect more in 2022. Frankly, I expect that's you to be my, far that's less my bold prediction is that we get yeah. Carlos Sainz on the pod. Okay, yeah. well, how about that can be my <laughs> pad hoc New Year's resolution? Yeah, to, like um, to get Carlos on here. We all have to get one driver on the pod in 2022. There's a bold target for all three. There you go. Yeah, okay, <clears throat> that works. Okay, and that'll excite people to finish. How yeah. nice. 
deal. In 12 and months, slightly they failed. failed. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Spoiler alert, they did not. No, we can do it. Because Medlin, you've already got one on already, haven't you? No, we've got, had two. We've had Pierre and Daniel. Yeah, although Pierre was more through Nate, I think, to be fair. Yeah, that was, yeah, that was a little voice note, wasn't it? Yeah, um, but yeah. I'm sure we can we can make it work. I don't know if anyone will talk to us over the off season if they're going to be willing. But um, we yeah, the next, we next can. yeah next, during the, over the course of next year, we can do it. We very nearly had Pato Award on this episode, uh, but I needed to take him away from the racetrack to record like a bit of a review himself. And understandably, he was not up for having to leave the track when he was chilling out and learning about an F1 car. So sadly, didn't happen. Just thought I'd tell you all that I failed. <laughs> that's okay you've but had that... enough success this year Medlin that we can overlook that failure that was a name drop yeah there's names all over your floor today <laughs> <laughs> which is fine which is fine um oh, look at look at the smirk on his face he's so happy with himself I'm happy with us we've had a good year it's been fun um actually we should probably say thank you very much to everyone for listening because um our listening figures have like the last month or two, especially, have really gone up. Um, but it's just been fun to have like an engaged audience that do let us just, I don't know, shoot the shit and actually talk normally. And we don't get people coming after us for giving an opinion they don't like or something like that. Um, so, yeah, thank you everyone for getting involved. And we're gonna we're gonna step up next year. We're gonna be radical. We're, you know, it's gonna go big. Uh, next no, next no new mic. Sixty-one uh, second review. Next year. <laughs> yes. <laughs> So yeah, thank thank you to yeah, everybody no, for I, uh, for listening. I concur. I yeah, concur I concur matters. too. Yeah, thanks for engaging. Thanks for following us on our social channels. I mean, I'm not going to do the outro now, but I just want to say thank you to everyone for listening. Meta sends us the numbers every week, and they have been going up. So uh, we do appreciate you listening. Um, it's always it's just sweet that someone wants to listen to us yabber on, right, guys? Because we'd only be yeah. doing this in the pub anyway. Well, exactly. when we're allowed to go into the pub. Yeah. yeah they're like, oh, so those guys with the microphones are back. <laughs> 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 That's not plugged into anything. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. They're like, these idiots. They always do. People tripping over the leads. Yeah. Well, I hope you guys have a great Christmas. And you thanks too, to everyone who is listening as well. I hope you guys have a good Christmas as well. Please remember to hit subscribe and follow us on our social channels. You can read Nate's work on ESPN.com, Medis' work on Racer.com, and many, 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 many other outlets. My work on <laughs> pod.com. Uh, we'll do this again in the new year. Bye. Merry Christmas. Network.